the Kayfabe Crunch wakes up with thanks to Punch Crunch, the new breakfast cereal not affiliated with a sea captain. Delicious cinnamon nuggets layered with creamy bites of choco corn chips. Punch Crunch is the best way to start your day. Perfect nutritional content for children, students, and lonely adults. The Kayfabe Crunch. Welcome everyone to the news. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, July 25th, 2020. I'm Xavier Xplex. Coming up, we have all the latest from SmackDown. Plus, I begin my three-part documentary into the origins of professional wrestling. But first... On this day... In grappling history... In 1993, Jim Cornette made his WWF debut as the American spokesman for Yokozuna. A controversial 90s character who struggles to speak clear English, Cornette still enjoys success as a podcaster and cult leader. And in 2011, CM Punk made his return to Raw after leaving with the WWE Championship earlier that month. John Cena had just been crowned the new champion, but CM Punk failed to see him. Classic John. Thank you for supporting this little wrestling podcast. Our ratings are actually at an all-time low. So, we're going to spice things up by making the final segment all about The Big Show. And now, let's get on with the naughty Nikki news. Top story, the women's evolution is over. Bailey and Sasha Banks opened SmackDown by defining greatness. Many would say it's cliche to begin a speech with a dictionary definition. But Webster's Dictionary defines cliche as a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays original thought. So, something for all of us to think about, ponder, something for all of us to ponder. Together, they declared the women's evolution as over. They stated it started with them, and so it ends with them. We would have said it ended around Evolution 2018, but to each their own. They promised children watching at home, if you do great things, all your dreams will come true. Of course, if your dream was to do those great things, then they will have already come true by virtue of doing said great things. And if you only did those great things for your own benefit, were they ever truly great? God, I, uh, I sound like a great philosopher, like... I don't know, like Damien Sandow or something. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss had enough and got rather aggressive with the champions, prompting Bailey to ask if Cross had forgotten to take her rabies medicine, to which the answer was no. As Cross responded, I had a shot! Bailey agreed to a rematch with Cross, but only if she can beat Alexa. And with the help of some rib based deception, 
She did. It will now be Bailey versus Cross next week for the SmackDown Championship. That's right, we say SmackDown Championship here at the Kayfabe Crunch, as there isn't an equivalent men's belt, so no room for confusion. I mean, we don't call it the Men's Universal Championship. Hmm. With the recent one in the rearview mirror, it looks like we might need to start another women's evolution. As for the... 19th time in history, we've stopped implementing real equality. God, I sound like such a famous activist. Like, oh, like Daniel Bryan or something. Now it's time for your fast count, the tiny tank on the ankle of news. Eddie Kingston's surprise opponent for Cody. Some critics say this booking was a little tacky, but we thought it was very tacky. Bray Wyatt announces The Fiend has been unleashed while talking to his own severed head. So, something of an unreliable source. Keith Lee vacates the North American Championship so others can have the opportunity. Interesting contradiction as he shows love for opportunity but active hate for America. Jeff Hardy defeats Sheamus in a bar fight. Thankfully, Hardy managed to resist the monkey on his back. Although not the massive iguana on his shoulders who tells him to jump off stuff. Naomi continues her rivalry with Lacey Evans. So apparently Naomi deserves hashtag exactly the same. Grand Metalik becomes number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, reminding everyone that's a wrestler who exists. King Corbin suggests Matt Riddle should go to 205 Live, reminding everyone that's a show that exists. The Young Bucks win a Falls Count Anywhere match against a professional butcher. My producer has asked me to cleave this alone and not hook audiences with half-rumped puns. But I think I'll meet him halfway. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. I will not join your brand. And now it's over to me. Not the me you're hearing right now, but a diligent me from several weeks ago tackling the origins of our great sport. This is the history of professional wrestling. Part 1. Origins. What if history? And more importantly, what if the history of professional wrestling? Before the McMahons, before the Rhodes, hell, even before Okada. There was a time when pro wrestling was not so sleek in its presentation. These were the before times. Pre-Pyro Wrestling began in Germany in the mid-19th century, when travelling showmen would hire a strongman, offering local scallywags the opportunity to knock their blocks off. And if they did, they'd receive 300 marks and a hot sausage supper. These strongmen were given nicknames to help with the promotion and branding. Names such as Alfred, the Raging Ox Bastard, or Edvard, 
the Bavarian Mandog, or even Otto, the Plump. They were promoted as athletes by the showmen, and travelled from town to town, grappling in front of crowds as small as ten, and as large as… more than ten. Eventually, the showmen stopped having the strongmen bash members of the public to bits. As one strongman, Johann, the reasonably priced butcher, caused permanent brain damage to roughly 20% of the male population of Miltenberg, which crippled both the economy and the poor gents who stepped up to the 6 foot 2 inch Johann, which was absolutely massive back then. One showman, an American by the name of Roderick Dowling, had the idea to make the strongmen fight each other. And the rest, as they say, is history. Which I will now explain to you in some detail. The year is 1898. The city is Chicago, Illinois. The time is around a quarter past five on a pretty balmy Sunday. A crowd gathers to watch the catcher's catch can't scrap between Paul, the angry lighthouse keeper, and Jack, the placid lighthouse keeper. It was the turn of the century and was a common and noble profession. The crowds watched in wonder as the two men locked up and grappled atop a pigskin mat. There were no ring posts or ropes as they simply hadn't been invented yet. Paul came out on top, likely due to his pent-up anger, wowing crowds by finishing Jack with a breathtaking inverted phoenix splash. It was over a century before this move was ever used again, as Paul landed both on top of Jack and the very tip of his own spinal column. Paul may have won the match, but sadly, that day, he lost his life. Paul will always be remembered as the man who won the first sanctioned professional wrestling match, and as the surly keeper of the flame, atop the great lighthouse of the Chicago Harbour. Without men like Paul, many of our precious ships would never have made it to port. Ships carrying meat from England, beer from the old country, and flamboyant wigs from France. As I stand here and watch the lighting of the Great Flame, which today involves the flicking of a switch and protrusion of a 10,000 watt beam across a salty sea, I'm reminded of Paul and his bravery, and I'm left to wonder, did he practice his inverted phoenix splash by jumping from this very tower into the ocean below? And if so, why didn't he practice more? Hey, that's my hat, you feathery c 
And there's just Why time. Why did you have a different voice in that segment? What? I, <laughs> I didn't. You definitely did. You were pronouncing words, I don't want to say better, but definitely different. Right. Well, I was trying to enunciate. I had less pressure, so more time to work on the project. Okay? Join us. Also, you used music and hired an editor. Are you... Are you looking for a podcast award? It's... No secret, the poddies are on the horizon, yes. But that has nothing to do with my intense, three-part, hard-hitting, cutting-edge documentary series on the history of professional wrestling. Sure. Of course not. Right. Glad that's cleared things up. Join us Tuesday when we'll ask how do college graduates begin a career in the Hurt Business? And remember, you can support this podcast by sharing an episode on social media. Thank you to at AussieLution for saying some lovely things about us on Twitter. I still don't know how to reply to people on that application, but the words you said? Just lovely stuff. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch wakes up with thanks to Punch Crunch, the sugar-full breakfast cereal preferred by your favorite wrestlers. Smack down a bowl of Punch Crunch and receive 250% of your daily sugar, fat, and calorie allowance. Don't waste time worrying about other meals. Punch Crunch has your guts covered. The Kayfabe Crunch.